1: Welcome to this week's episode of Baseball Family, where we have Albert Pujols continuing to climb the record books. Otani got paid, and we will update your playoff picture. Nine Plus Us presents the
0: Baseball Together Podcast with your hosts, Blackjack Brad and Kansas City Little Big Briggy Blue Eyes. And now, Baseball Together.
1: Welcome to this week's episode of the Baseball Together Podcast, Baseball Family. I am one of your hosts. My name is Brad, and as you would expect, our guy Brig is on my left. How are you this evening, Brig? Tired. How are you, Brad? Likewise. Mm-hmm. But you know what? I expect us to be this way as we get ready for the playoffs because That's right. It's it's a marathon. We're getting to the end of the marathon. And uh yeah, I would I would expect us to be this way. Um but the post but the off-season will get here eventually and we'll get to have some much-needed R and R, but until yeah, but then, Brig,
0: you can't beat the fun of this this situation right now. Though. It's worth being exhausted
1: for. Oh yeah, worth, it's ha- absolutely worth being exhausted for. One hundred percent. Yep, yep. I'll take this kind of exhaustion over many other kinds of exhaustion. Yes, because I can't even say the word right now. Like that's Exha- exhaustion. <laughs> exhaustion. <laughs> I can't take it. (laughs) Anyway. All right. First things first. Let's get started with this. Our guy, Albert Pujols, continues to climb in the record books. He hit home run number 703. He is definitely not going to catch the babe on the list. We didn't think he would. But he did pass the babe in all-time RBIs. He is now second all-time. Yep. Number two. Now, number two. Number two, my lord. So does i mean obviously it means something right climbing yeah. up in the on the all-time list but i feel like he's just padding his resume at this time why not right yeah you might as well professional um, pride do you think he'll be i mean i think this might be even the only question that's left at this point with him do you think he'll be unanimous when it comes time for the hall
0: yep well I think he should be. I don't know that he will. There are a lot of guys who should be. Griffey should have that, been. That's what I'm saying. So I, I don't I don't know that
1: he will. He should be though. The end. He should be, because he definitely deserves it. I mean, yeah. And yeah. and this is the thing is some voters are gonna be like, Well, there those was those, there were those years in Anaheim, right? For sure. That's exactly like, right. Dude, come on now. Come on. Yeah, so, that's
0: exactly right.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I would hate for that to happen, but I think that it probably will. Some guy is going to be a wet blanket, and it's going to be awful and weird. He'll be a but...
0: first-year guy, though. I don't know course... that it will be.
1: You don't think he'll be a 1st guy? I bet it'll it? be some crotchety old man who's just like, I'm going to do this because I could, and he's not the babe, blah, blah, blah. Oh,
0: man. Are you serious?
1: That's what I think. Of course, I, we'll never I know. I disagree. I disagree. Right. I think he's getting in
0: the first chance he gets.
1: Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He'll he'll get in. He'll that's be a what first I mean. Hall of Famer. First, that's oh yeah, I mean. first, I mean, first like, ballot. And I'm saying there will be like one person who doesn't vote for him. So he's not yeah. That's fine. Right? Totally. Yeah. That yeah. But it's gonna be the first chance, no matter what. Yes, definitely, absolutely. Yeah, and that was, and I feel like that's so obvious that my question was unanimous, right? That and yeah. that's what I'm saying is that the one guy who doesn't is gonna be some old man who's yeah, all crotchy yeah, yeah, and yeah. grumpy, and they're gonna be like, you know what, just don't even vote anymore. Get out of here. Right. right. But. Anywho, yeah, um, we have let's let's go ahead and move on, break from pooh holes. Let's talk about we have a couple of teams that are really close to losing 100 games, yeah, right? So, we do have a couple of 100 game losers. First, we have uh, the Washington Nationals have lost 104, they avoided 105 today by getting rained out, but they play two on Tuesday, then they have one more on Wednesday, so they could potentially lose 107 games. Holy cow. That's a lot. That's a lot. That's a lot, a lot. Uh, The A's have lost 102 going into Monday. And then in the NL Central, you have two all-time bad teams. I don't know how this happens in one division, given the number of division games that they play. And the fact that St. Louis has only won 92 games to this point, Like, I don't understand how the math works out with this. No. But the Reds and the Pirates have both lost 99 games going into Monday. Yep. Two games that left. Blows my mind. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, the math, this does not work out to me. It's like one of those things that when you're going through um, picking your, uh, like when guys pick their NFL schedules, right? Like, oh, this, guy, this team will win 12 games. This team will win 13 games. This team could win 14 games. It's like, okay, but who's on the opposite of that? It's like, I don't know who all the teams that are on the opposite of they're losing the 99 games. Like, how'd they get there? It's so weird. It's not spreading out as evenly (laughs) as you think, right? Yeah, it's such a weird thing to me. I agree. That's something to keep an eye on, though, the last couple days of the season here is to see if both of these teams – I mean, it, it feels almost inevitable, right, that they're going to?
0: For Pittsburgh and Cincinnati, it does, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, just to see how many they're going to lose because that'll be four teams that have lost 100-plus games. And, man, I just closed the window. Um, I want to say there's like three teams that have won 100 games. The Yankees could still win 100.
0: They could still win 100. The
1: Astros have won 100. The Braves have won 100. The Mets could potentially win 100. And the Dodgers. The Dodgers obviously have won well over 100 games. Yeah. So that's one... Two, three, four, five, five teams. teams. Yeah. yeah. Potentially five teams over 100. It almost yeah. feels like, I don't know if there's like a talent disparity or a trying disparity or what this year. But man, I feel like the CBA was supposed to fix that stuff and it really yeah. doesn't look like it did.
0: It it didn't. And I, I mean, it's like I'd like to chalk it up to the first year of the CBA and all the other stuff's just riding through the old the old system. Yeah. The last of it. I don't know if that works out, you know, in real life, but that's how it feels. We'll see. I think next year is going to shake up some things, but I keep saying this and I'm not going to stop saying it until we have two new teams. It's not going to change anything. I think we're going to have this level of disparity and I I think it's apathy, like you mentioned, right? The trying um, and the fun differential is a huge problem. I think yeah. a lot of teams are just playing, not enjoying anything. And when you, well, don't it's enjoy like a couple anything, of years ago.
1: A couple years ago, that group that they had in the Red in Cincinnati, the Reds. Yeah, like yeah. I remember saying, like nobody has ever made losing look so much fun as those guys did. That but was two I years don't ago. see that. Yeah, I don't see that anymore though. No. So well, they
0: traded away a bunch of those guys as well.
1: They're all in Seattle now. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> that's why Seattle's winning because they're all having fun and they're surrounded by better players. So yeah, way better. maybe that's what happened. Fun differentials up to 110 in Seattle instead of just nine. It sure is. Yeah, <laughs> that's a fact. But let's talk about teams. An, another team that has been historically bad of late, the Baltimore Orioles. They've flipped the script on us. So they. Have clinched a winning season for the first time since 2016. They will not be making the playoffs. They did get eliminated. We'll get to, uh, more yeah, on that later. Them. But they are the first team to lose 100 games and then have a winning record the next season since 1899. And Three Fingers McGee—that's not his name—was <laughs> no. pitching Spiffy for McGee. <laughs> Spiffy McGee <laughs> was pitching for the New York Bridegrooms Brig. That was the last time.
0: Was it was it Three Finger Brown? I, don't <laughs> I think
1: his name is Three Finger Brown. Yeah, yeah I think so. <laughs> it's one of my favorite <laughs> nicknames, so I like the bride. I like to use it as my uh, my go to. Same thing with the bridegrooms because that's such an old school name. It's so good. <laughs> yeah. So what's interesting about this is
0: that nobody saw this coming. We expected Baltimore to lose like eighty or so games and maybe not be as bad as they were last season but but not this good not to have a winning record i didn't see them having a winning record or contending for the playoffs down to the last weekend i know it's like we they were eliminated with like three games left Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's that close i don't know it's it's so much fun it's fun to watch so and this flies in the face of all the things we've been saying about um, fund differential and all the things we just mentioned about with Cincinnati and Pittsburgh. This must have something to do with front office management, with uh developmental systems, with all. I mean, who knows? Oh. Who knows?
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, and it is interesting too that. Uh, at the trade deadline, they trade away Trey Mancini, and everybody was like, "What are you doing? I mean, yeah. We were killing them, everybody." The collective we everybody. were killing the Orioles for trading away their best player, or yeah. at least their who we thought was their leader. And then they go on and they continue to win. They were almost better without him, um, and almost I don't, better. I don't think that hasn't. I don't think Trey Mancini has anything to do with that. Like I'm not saying that he was like a problem or anything, because he's obviously not. No. Um, I think that it's more of like the makeup of the team, right? That they, they replaced him with another plus player. Yeah. And it worked out.
0: Yeah. Well, and they brought in other plus players that they've, I mean, you, you can say they gambled on, but -hmm. I feel like that the, the four to five years that it takes to make it through the minor league system is you can't like, is it a gamble? Is it really a gamble when you know what you're getting from a guy like Richmond? i it's, you still don't know how he's going to perform in the bigs. You just don't, right. especially as a catcher and as young as right. he is like, that's, that's different. I think Gunner, you, you bring in Gunner and you're you, he's it's a little more normal. What is he? A th- isn't he third baseman? Um, You I'll get, check. you get a guy, but he's not a catcher. The point is he's not a catcher, right? right? Catcher is just such a difficult position to come in as a rookie and to have this big of an impact. It shows maturity. He has skill. He's a switch hitter. He's so much fun and he commands this whole thing. I think it's all, a lot of it has to do with, with Rutschman.
1: Yeah. So you got Gunnar Henderson as a second baseman for the That's Orioles. The um, but I, I think you're, I think Adley Rutchman, though is the key to the whole thing though, because yeah. they didn't even start winning until he came up. Nope. But once he arrived, then everything turned around and, I mean, I I talk all the time about Mike Zunino in in Tampa Bay because I saw him in Seattle, the role that he played, and the yep. significance of his leadership on that team. And Cal Raleigh to this day, uh, since he came back up after being demoted earlier this year, that he's he's a key piece to the to the Mariners as well. Yeah. And I think oh, Anthony Retchman is going to be the cornerstone to that that Orioles franchise for a lot of years, and they're going to contend. And I, they may not make the playoffs every year because they're in one of the best divisions of baseball, but they'll definitely. They'll keep up.
0: I don't know though with that new with the new unified schedule, with fewer division games and true. You don't know, man. This is going to change everything.
1: It will. It'll change a lot. But I, I still think that the Yankees and Blue Jays are going to win a win a lot of games. Though is the thing. I think is that the Orioles are going to have to win a lot of games too, and I think that they'll at least contend with with that. So,
0: yeah, with this new schedule situation, could put us in a situation. Could make it so either all of those those East and West divisions stack up even harder. They um, could. Or, or it'll iron things out a little more. But I don't know. It's going to go one of either <laughs> the two ways. They're
1: going to get more games against the AL Central is the thing. That's, that's so, exactly right. That'll help pad the schedule or pad the, the record a little bit. All right. Yeah, it's interesting. Keep an eye on the Orioles over the next few years. They're going to be a lot of fun to watch. But let's move on to the Giants. The Giants... Claim the title of the biggest disappointment this season. Absolutely, hands down. 100 percent They are the first team to win at least 107 games and then have a losing record the following season. They're currently 80 and 79 with two games right. remaining. Uh Tuesday and Wednesday versus Slam Diego. Uh, the closest were the 2019 Red Sox with 108 wins in 2018, then 84 and 78 in 2019. So if they lose, so they still have to lose what they still two? have to lose two games two games if they
0: lose two games then they, well, they have three be games desper- remaining yeah but if they 79. lose 79 is it's well they just have to have a losing record for it to be the first ever
1: so they'd have to so they'd have to lose all three
0: games oh yeah okay so if they lose all three games moving forward yeah and it's san diego they're in they're playing san diego right now they're in the what the fifth right now i think I'll it's the bottom it. of the fifth right now um but if they lose all three games to San Diego, which was is not an improbability at all, then they they would be mm-hmm. the first team in Major League Baseball history to win over 107 games in the previous season and then run into a season where they have a losing record. So it's exactly yeah. the opposite of what Baltimore is doing.
1: Yeah, exactly the opposite. They are. That's why it's interesting. They're tied in the bottom of the sixth, 0-0. Zero, zero. And the Padres are still trying to win games too because they're only up a game on the Phillies. Right. So they they don't want to fall to that third card spot. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. Maybe they do want to fall to that last spot because you'd rather play the Cardinals, I think, than the Mets or the Braves. Because that's your alternative. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. (laughs) That's scary. That's scary in the National League playoffs. But we'll get to that in a little bit. Like I said. Yeah. Okay. All right. (laughs) Okay. That's That's a whole thing. It's a whole the thing, Briggs. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about Aaron Judge instead. Okay. Because it took Aaron Judge, what was it, seven games to hit number 61? Yeah.
0: Or eight. I don't remember.
1: Seven or eight games to hit number 61. Too many. He remains at number 61 with yeah. three games to go. My first question to you, Brig, is, Will, do you think he'll get it? Do you think he'll hit one home run in three games?
0: Man, 10 days ago, I said yes. I don't know right now. I am, and I'm not, I, oh. Okay, this is going to be a hot take. Okay. I don't care. You don't care. I don't care anymore. Part of that is self-preservation because it's been okay. so stressful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm <laughs> like, <knew> that. <laughs> <laughs> seriously, the other part of it is that, because because I, I do care, but I'm, I'm putting up some walls and the first wall is I, I can't be this stressed out about it anymore. And, and that's mostly in jest. The second thing is though, that I'm really concerned about the playoffs, like really concerned. And I think that the reason I can safely say that I, I don't care as much is because I want, I want this whole issue gone so that he starts getting decent pitches once yeah. Once all this single season craps out of the way, then maybe guys will play him a little more straight up. He'll get out of his head. He's not as worried about it. What All that stuff just goes away, hopefully. Hopefully he doesn't drag that with him because it be, has become the status quo for long enough that hopefully he's not in his head and it's it's busting him up. But it looks like it's busting him up right now. He doesn't look all – he's not expanding the zone – He's not right. chasing anything, but he also isn't hitting the pitches that he really ought to be hitting, and it's concerning.
1: Well, here's my thing with it: is that he's still getting on base. He's walking. He's still hitting doubles. Yeah, right. Not as I think much I heard as today. He, was, he has though. like a, I think I heard today that he has like a 500 on base percentage, like during this so-called slump.
0: Right, right, and that's what I'm saying. It's not. It's not a slump. Right. Everybody's just worried about the triple crown in the home run race. Mm-hmm. And right now, let me see. I'm looking it up. Last time I saw, right. he
1: was like two or three points. It's behind it's, Arias. He's
0: not in. Yeah, he's not in first place anymore. No, he's not. He's in second but, place. He's at three eleven right now, and Arias is at three fifteen.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I don't think he'll get the triple crown. I don't think that's going to happen, especially with just three games left. That's that's a pretty significant jump to make at this point in the season. Yep, yeah, it is. Um, I think he will. I think he will get it though because they're playing the Rangers. All you got to do is get into that Rangers bullpen, and he'll yeah they'll serve him something up, right? Yeah, yeah. And but this is my other thing though, is that they're playing a doubleheader on Tuesday. Do you think Boone has him play both games? These and games see are literally, literally meaningless for the Yankees. Yeah, they do not play any games the rest of the way, and they will not move in the playoffs.
0: But they've got a first-round bye. So it doesn't matter if he does play both games. He still gets the time off. So I say right, yes, play in both games, and give him a chance to hit 62, make it as clean as possible, give him every chance he's got, and then he get, he gets the bye. That's the beauty of the bye right now, is that it gives guys like Aaron Judge a chance to – to really make it happen
1: mm-hmm. yeah and i you agree your, i think they
0: should you get your b squad out there and get them get them some reps and get them some live looks and stuff like that because we're about to expand expand rosters and so a lot of things are being moved around we got we the yankees have guys at double a somerset right now throwing live bp to get ready matt carpenter's taking live bp right now
1: oh good that's
0: good yeah no things are happening we just got dj back like things are happening. Uh, to bring these guys back and, and we're going to get into this in a minute because that's a little bit of a problem, but right. anyway, I think, yeah. I think there's a chance. I mean, yes, there's a chance he gets it. They got two games left, right?
1: Three games left, three games left. Yeah.
0: Um. But I'm like, I'm so concerned about getting booted the first opportunity in the playoffs. And if, I need him to not drag all this into the playoffs. Like, what was it you said
1: before we came on? You were worried that the Incas are going to get swept in their bye week. Yeah,
0: yeah, (laughs) right.
1: In the bye weekend, (laughs) they get swept during the bye week.
0: Yeah, and be out.
1: (laughs) I'm serious. I'm so concerned. I would be like, I'm really worried about the Mariners the way they've been playing lately. Like, yeah, they got it, but man, the pitching has been less than stellar. And that's.
0: For us, that's what it is too. It's the because our bullpen is a mash unit right now and it is taking a huge beating. And our offensive production has not has not kept pace. I still think most of the lineup has uh near is near the Mendoza line, right? Like a lot of guys are
1: near the Mendoza
0: line this year. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's ridiculous. The pitching year.
1: Yeah, big time. Big time. Uh, we got a couple more things before we go into our our first break. Let's talk about Shohei Otani for a minute. He and the Angels agreed to a one-year, $30 million deal. This is straight up to avoid arbitration. Um, yeah. now keep in mind, I don't remember if we got to this or if you got to this while I was gone, Brig, but Artie Moreno has said that he's gonna sell the Angels. Yeah, they we've are, talked about it a lot. They've got a it's big going. fat for sale sign out in front of Angel Stadium. He's gonna sell yeah. the whole gambit, all of it. Yep. Team, yeah. stadium, parking lot, all the land around it, everything he everything must go brig as they say that's a
0: terrific film by the way if you want to see will ferrell in a serious role everything
1: must go okay moving on thank you (laughs) 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 but so i'm curious uh i've got actually got a couple questions for you about this brig first off is this is signing otani to just this one-year deal is this like a um like a take it or leave it kind of thing for the new owner. Like, okay, you buy the team, you've got Otani for this year. If you don't want to pay him anymore, you don't have to. You let him walk in free agency. But if you would like to keep him, you have an opportunity to negotiate a contract extension. We're going to give you the flexibility here. Is that is it that kind of deal? Do you feel like that's kind of what's going on here with the team being for sale? Totally. Well, and I also think it's a huge nod to
0: Otani where they're saying like, hey, in good faith, give us a chance. Let's We're going to shake some things up. And we're going to see how it goes. If you'll agree to one year, then you'll have more information to make a better decision. But if you base your opinion and your decision making on this year, it's not going to be what it's going to be next time. Right. So I think everybody wins in that deal. And I think everybody goes into the, into the arbitration and into the next negotiations with, with more and more relevant information.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I, I think that's really what this comes down to is that they're like they're kind of dangling this out, out in front of the the new owner, being like, "Look, you've got Shohei Otani. This guy puts butts in seats. Oh, you don't want to pay him? Well, that's fine. You don't have to pay him after this year. You can let him go." So right. I think I think this is the perfect contract for Otani get a bunch of money in one year, and then yeah. the perfect contract for the Angels on that on that front. That being said, do you think he will hit the market? Do you think he'll yeah. come back to Anaheim next year? Well, he might, but he's going to hit the market first. Yeah.
0: He'll test the market. He might still sign with Anaheim, but he's going to test the market. How could you not? How could you not? We've never seen anything like this.
1: Yeah. And this is is the thing that's crazy about it to me is that, like, he's going to have people lining up down the street and around the corner. At his place, waiting to talk to him to pitch him. They're all gonna offer him the exact same amount of money, the exact same amount of years. What it's gonna come down to is him being like, mm, I wanna play here. Culture. It and is hopefully come down that culture here and fit is yes Seattle.
0: <laughs>
1: it could be. <laughs> I hope so. So much. Oh but boy, if, I hope if so.
0: people don't lock him down for the bulk of the rest of his career or his prime, they're foolish. And he's gonna want that for himself. Like, th-
1: this is going to be the deal of all deals. It's, it's going to be a big one. I mean, I, I wonder if it's going to be up in, like, the Julio Rodriguez money range. Not yeah. necessarily the years, because he is older, obviously. Yeah. He's been but... in the league for, like, five years now. Um, yeah. But <laughs> at the same time, though, I wonder if, if teams are going to be, like, half a billion dollars for Shohei yeah. Otani. Yeah. Yes! <laughs> I really do believe that is what, that
0: is a reasonable expectation, especially as teams and prices and everything is moving up, right? Like the market is trending up inflation on baseball contracts and teams value and different things like that is all, it's almost compounding exponentially. Yeah. So I think 500,000 or 500 million is, is entirely possible.
1: <laughs> I talk all the time about he is literally the most valuable player in the league. He comes out most... and he gives you a sub two and a half ERA every year, and he can hit thirty home runs for you in his sleep. And nobody's done that in a hundred years. Yeah, literally one hundred of them. He's got thirty four home runs this year with a with an eight eighty two. OPS Jeez. and his ERA this year. It's just showing me batting. There's pitching. Um is 2.35 ERA this year. <laughs> <laughs> it's just foolish. It's foolish. Yeah. Yeah, you gotta give him a lot of money. And and Brig, on top of that, he is twenty eight years old. He turned to twenty eight on July fifth. He's not that old. That's what I was thinking. Like mm. he's just even if his arm deteriorates, you got yourself a DH for ten more years, easily. Yeah, ten and whole teams years. Pay top dollar for DHs,
0: and he's gonna be a quality DH. Yep.
1: Yeah. Mmm, yeah.
0: savoring the idea of him being in New York is just very exciting.
1: And who knows, because when he came over, he said he didn't want to play in a big market, and that's part of, that's why he chose Anaheim over LA, yeah. right? But I wonder if he's gotten to the point where he's like, I kind of dig, kind of dig New I York.
0: Could, I could do it. Yeah, yeah. Well, so if, if he ends up in New York, think think about this. Let's say twenty twenty four rolls around. Aaron Judge is locked in. Garrett Cole is locked in. Nestor Cortez has maintained where he's at. Right. We still have all that young talent with uh, Oswaldo Cabrera and. Oh man, it's Anthony Volpe shows up from the minors, and everything like that starts churning out. And then if you add Otani to that, it could be dangerous.
1: That would be. It really would be dangerous. It'd be scary for the rest of the league.
0: It's a big fat rut row for everybody else.
1: Yep, yeah, it really would be.
0: But he's a rut row everywhere. So
1: he is. He's a now. He's going to. He could to go to Cincinnati and time. be a rut row. You know. <laughs> Is wreak havoc on the NL Central.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it's like
1: yeah, we're gonna win now. Yeah. Just, well, no, that's... they wouldn't because we've seen what that he, he himself does not win games. Yeah, he himself yeah, right. is a wrecking crew, but it does not lead to wins. Unfortunately, that's true. You're right. Okay, <laughs> all right. Let's Good move point. on to the last thing. Last thing we have here before we go to our break is Tony Larusa has a. Officially announced that he is retired. He's not coming back this season after his pacemaker procedure. He is done. Um, long overdue. I don't want to say long overdue, but it's overdue. No,
0: it's overdue a little he, bit. This he's, is he's,
1: he's he's old.
0: So he has managed for 37 seasons, and he managed 35 of them. Uh 10 years ago was his 35th manage, managing <laughs> season. 10 years ago. So he was with the White Sox, then he was with Oakland, then he was with the Cardinals in St. Louis. Then he took a 10-year break. In the last two seasons, he's been back with the White Sox. In that 10-year break, by the way, he was elected to the Hall of Fame. (laughs) So he's already in the Hall of Fame, and he came back to manage. Um, They're just barely sub-500 this season, just like by a game or two. It's not
1: even... It's not even, but it's still a disappointment based on their expectation. It
0: is, it is, but he has 2,899 or 2,900, depending on which reference you want to use. According to baseballreference.com, it's at 2,900 wins as a manager alone. He has managed 5,418 total games and he has won 2,900 of them. That puts him at the number two all-time winningest manager in the history of Major League Baseball.
1: Pretty good. That's
0: insane. <laughs> it's yeah. insane. Doesn't Bobby or, Cox
1: hold the, the record for the most wins I as think a so.
0: I think so. Um, Tony has been the manager of the year four different times in that 37-year managing career. And don't forget, he has a Juris Doctorate.
1: Don't forget about that.
0: Can't forget. It's too good.
1: It's too good. It's too so good. You random. Just, you
0: just, he's about the most interesting man in the world. You know, like, <laughs> I want to know what
1: what are his hobbies? <laughs> what does he read in his leisure time? <laughs> I want to know I what kind of law he wanted to practice. If he specifically did it, just he could rep- represent himself in, yeah. uh, in contract negotiations? Or if he was like, you know, when I'm not doing this anymore, I want to be a fa- I want to go into family law. Wanna to, wanna to help people with their with their family problems. Or or was it
0: uh uh what do you call it? Dang it. Um intellectual property. He's like, No, that's mine. <laughs> or <laughs> yeah. that's copyright that's lawyer. Yours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you you know what's interesting? He g- guess just guess how many years he played major league baseball. Just guess.
1: Uh officially ten years, but he I think he only played for like seven.
0: Yeah, it's 6. Yeah. Yeah. He's got 6 seasons on the books, a total of 132 games across those 6 seasons. So definitely
1: not in the Hall of Fame as a player.
0: No, and he played second base and shortstop.
1: Yeah. He, but okay, But now I looked he's at this just, just a minute ago. I'm going to see if I can ever. remember. I want to see if I can remember. You have it up still, Brig? Yeah, I got it. Played for the Kansas City Athletics. Yep. Played for Oakland. Yes. And then um who was the last team? I can't. I know he never played for the White Sox. He managed for them first. He, he uh, spent
0: nine games in Atlanta and then one game right. in Chicago. That's right. From 1963 Atlanta. to 1973. It did cover a 10 year span, but he played 18, his 18 age 18 season with the Kansas City Athletics 34 games. And then he didn't play again. That was 1963. He didn't play again until 1968, five games in Oakland. And then 69, eight games in Oakland. And then 1970, 52 games in Oakland.
1: Craziness. It is craziness. All right, let's go ahead and take a quick break. When we get back, we're going to give you our second to last fantasy update because the season and our uh, fantasy playoffs end with the season. And then we're going to talk about depth in the playoffs.
0: No matter which ballpark you're at, you want to rep your team. Now you can with Nine Plus Us. Welcome to the Big City Series. With every design available in your team's colors, you can fit in with the home crowd or stand out on the road. Either way, we have the colors you crave. Shop the Big City Series and find designs that rep your favorite baseball podcast, cheer from the cheap seats, and much more. Shop the Big City Series only at 9plusus.com. Welcome back, baseball family. Brad, the man here, is going to give us a quick fantasy update. It's the last week of the season. Um, it was the playoffs, and all the consolation games have been have been wept over. So,
1: Brad, and then and then we'll jump into another topic. Brad, go ahead. Okay, I have our uh, our fantasy playoff championship matchup. Actually, we have Grace under fire. That's Denise against Jewel, the the uh, big league Chupacabras. Currently, going into the last three days of the championship matchup because this thing, like I said, is stretching all the way to the end of the season. We have Denise with a 908 to 880 lead right now. So, everybody's playing over these last, sorry, two days, two days of the season. Some people are going to double up on points because of double headers. Like Jewel has Cal Raleigh as his catcher. Um, I guess he'll only get points for one game because Cal's not going to catch both games. Um but he does have uh let's see he has Joy Menezes, Menezes with the Nats. Yeah, yeah. He right. could double up with him potentially yeah. so hmm. that could, I th- I think this thing's still wide open. It's gonna be interesting. I'm I I'm think actually you're right. paying really close attention to see who wins this because I'm I'm very curious. But so that's our fantasy update because I don't care about the constellation bracket at <laughs> All because it mattereth not. Okay, let's get into... Not. This is something that Brig brought up. Um, this is a couple weeks ago. And I wanted to talk about it because it's a thing. Yeah. Um, we actually talked about it a little bit on the Seattle Baseball Together podcast at the beginning of the season. That too much depth can be somewhat of a problem. Right? Yeah. Because guys got to get their reps in. You want to have guys playing as much as they can, as close as they can to every single day. But then what do you do when you have four outfielders who are, you got three, three all-stars, a fourth borderline all-star, who would be an all-star if he got to play 155 games out of the year. Right. Yep. Or you've got six outstanding starting pitchers. What do you do with that six guy? Do you put him in the bullpen? Well, maybe, but then he's disgruntled. Right. And then what do you get out of him? Right. So on the other hand though, You've got three outfielders and a a DH, guaranteed. Yeah. You've got a six-man rotation for the first half of the season. Yep. And then a lockdown two, two one-to-two-inning reliever. Yeah. So is too much depth actually a problem, or does it seem like a problem? I think
0: it depends on where you are in the season, honestly. Because right now the Yankees have a depth problem because of the injuries. Right. So we have guys like DJ LeMahieu, Matt Carpenter. We have, uh, those are the best examples. So we have some pitching coming back. And what we're going to see is who do we, while they were gone on regular, relatively extended breaks because of their injuries, who do we move out? Who has stepped up to the plate and proven themselves right. And has earned their spot. That's where, that's where depth really gets you. In my mind, I don't think anywhere between April and like August, it's a huge problem. But come August, like 15th, August 12th, 15th, you get halfway through August and you start to have these depth issues due to injuries now because you're making the playoff push and everything's coming together or it's falling apart and you're going to make some shifts or whatever. The Yankees are a prime example of that this year. Like, what are they going to do when Matt Carpenter shows back up, but Oswaldo Cabrera is awesome? Right. Yeah. And, you know, I what's the expanded playoff roster? Isn't I don't it know. Or-
1: I don't know if they go beyond 28 because they moved to 28 on September 1st from 26. Right. But that's it. They, they, they're not. It doesn't go up from 28, does it? I don't think so. I'm double checking right now. I don't um, think so either. A 26-man roster for the postseason, so they're not... Oh, it's they're not 26. Changing.
0: It's not expanding at all.
1: No. Yeah, they're not changing uh. anything at all. Because it, it used to go up to 40, and it would stay there for the playoffs, but now they've yeah. dropped it down to 28 because owners don't want to pay a minor leaguer to be a big leaguer for a month. But but no, I mean, like, so li- coming into the season, we, Julen, like I said, Jewel and I talked about this problem in Seattle. It's like... Well, you got four outfielders because Kyle Lewis was supposed to be healthy. Mitch Haniger was supposed to be healthy all season. You're pretty sure you're going to have Julio Rodriguez. and They got Jared Kelnick. Well, it turned out, Brig. But then, yeah. oh, and you brought in Jesse Winker. That's five, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But then it turns out Jared Kelnick is playing like a four A All Star, and right. so he has to go down to the minors to figure things out mostly mentally Kyle Lewis is not ready to come back from an knee injury he comes back and gets hit in the head and he's missed most of the season with a concussion and lingering effects from that Mitch yeah. Hanniger missed like three months with an ankle sprain and then you've got Jesse Winker and Julio Rodriguez holding things down and you've got a rotating you've got a rotating right fielder but yeah. here's the thing Sam Haggerty has emerged as now they call him Ham Swaggerty because he is that good at baseball, <laughs> yeah. and he does walk up to the plate to the uh, what is it the Godfather Walt the Godfather Waltz yeah is that what it is yeah yeah um so now just, though going into the off it is hardcore <laughs> it is really <laughs> intense <laughs> so now like here's the crazy thing with this though is like now you're going into the offseason. like okay Jared Kelnick has rem- remembered how to play baseball we're getting we uh, we're calling him September Kelnick. Because nice. he plays at a different level in September, That's um, awesome. You got him playing well. Julio Rodriguez, obviously back playing well from a, after a back injury, yeah. and then you've got uh, you got Mitch Haniger playing well. Jesse Winker has disappeared. Right. Kyle Lewis is a big fat question mark because we don't know. We don't know his knee was never right, and the concussion yeah. has been an issue. So you've still got five guys, but you don't know what to do with them. Right. Right. Mitch Hanniger is on an expiring contract. So it's like, well, do you bring him back? Do you bring in somebody else? And then you've got another problem at first base in DH with Carlos Santana and Ty France, because Ty France missed a while with an injury. So they brought in Carlos Santana to take his place and fill in for him. And he stepped up and he's all Santana has done is hit big home runs. Yep. If you need Which a is home what run, Ty France game, did. It's what he did before his injury. He's not been right. the same since he's come back from his injury. So it's like, yeah. well, we know what Ty France is capable of, He's on a team. He's team friendly because he's so young still. But yeah. then Carlos Santana is a vet who hits under yeah. 200. Is who who is hitting under 200. So you know he's not going to ask for a bunch of money. But he's clutch. But he's clutch. Exactly. So you've yeah. got yourself a problem there. Like that's those that's are how it pieces. is.
0: That's how it is with Matt Carpenter in the Yankees. Yeah, it's like he's clutch, man. He just he's his role is as a pinch hitter and he does a great job coming off the bench
1: whenever they need him and when he does he hits dingers. Yeah, <laughs> he does. <laughs> he does. And I think Santana has has gotten to the point where he's like whatever you need me to do, I'll do it for you. I'll come in yeah. and hit, pinch it home runs for you. I don't think he has a problem being the like the 12th man, right? Like He's not even necessarily the first guy off the bench because he's not fast. He's not the second guy off the bench because he's not a gold glover. But he'll be the third guy because you need to pinch it, base hit or home run. Um, But it it gets to be interesting. And then this was from a couple weeks ago or last week that the Yankees, are they still still thinking about this, Brig? Have you seen anything they're considering DFAing or Aldis Chapman? Yeah.
0: And that's crazy. It's not. It's not because... You know, here's the problem with the role this Chapman, you know, with whether he's right or wrong with that, probably like that first or second fastball. Mm. And he has the minimum three batter rule. So yeah. if you get him up there and everybody's like, oh man, dude is off today. Then it is, on, it's on like Donkey Kong, you know, and that's, yeah. that's a problem. They're going to pick him apart. And now his velocity has dropped. He's not throwing one five anymore. Which is fine. It's just that his control suffers a little bit, and I think his confidence is shaken big time. Hmm. So he's still ninety seven, ninety eight,
1: but his confidence is. But this is the thing, though. I mean, we watched the whole documentary on the difference between one hundred two and ninety eight. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That one hundred two is by, is by you, and ninety seven, ninety eight is in the bleachers so that that really makes Sometimes he'll
0: even go down lower than that but the point is that he i think it's mental for him um you can see it it's super clear if you watch the broadcasts when he is shaken up and he's not on he exudes his whole body language just tells it all he telegraphs his whole anxiety and everything so yeah man it's uh, he's not who we want him to be right now he's just not
1: so you, so you wouldn't changes. be like, so you wouldn't be shocked or upset or anything if they did DFA him.
0: No, I wouldn't be. But but my problem is, is like, who else?
1: Because of the mash unit bullpen. Yeah. Because yeah, and so that's the thing that's interesting is like we talked about having too much depth, and now you don't have the depth that you need. That you've got a guy you want to get rid of. Or you're considering getting rid of. But who do you replace him with?
0: Exactly. And so now he's a middle reliever. Now he's a. You know he's a three out, two three out guy, depending on the situation, um, and you put him in in the sixth, seventh, eighth if you have to. Um, he comes in a lot in the eighth, but kind of a sad. I don't man. know, man. Yeah, he's he's become that middle, middle str- that late stretch setup guy. Exactly. I don't know. It's really upsetting, but that so the depth problem goes both ways. I don't know that there is a, a right answer to the depth thing because. Mm-hmm. Now that they're not expanding, the they their their rosters aren't expanding. Not even to those extra two dudes. Like a lot of yeah. teams, like Terry Francona, Terry Francona, who's managing Cleveland's ball club. What a crazy great manager, by the way. He um, he likes to carry three catchers in postseason. It's like his thing. Yeah. And you should.
1: I think a lot of teams should, honestly, because you never, that's the last position you want to have an emergency at, right? Yeah. But think of all of the work and the time and effort
0: that goes into getting comfortable managing the entire pitching rotation and the entire bullpen and all of the trust that's built and all the communication nuances and all the everything that goes on. And on top of, managing a game effectively on top of stepping up to the plate and pulling your weight. I mean, it's just so much to do and you got to do that with two guys. Now, as it is, you add a third, where are you going to pull that guy?
1: Where? So, so this is, this is how that works. This is what they do with. So first off spring training, right? These mm-hmm. catchers are catching bullpens. So they get yeah, to know the yeah. pitchers, right? Yeah. The other thing is you put that third catcher out in your bullpen as your bullpen catcher for sure. Or as one of them. Yeah. So he can sit out, and he can he can gain trust and and get to know the relievers out there. And then before the game, you have him catch maybe some warm up pitches or something for pitchers or something. Yeah. I don't know. Or maybe on their bullpen days, you have him catch the pitcher, the starting pitcher, so he gets to know him. I think there are ways that you can get to know the pitchers and manage the the pitching staff as the third catcher because typically the first the first string and second string catchers those guys already know them, right because oh, these yeah. days these days the the number 2 catcher is catching getaway days
0: yeah so twice that's exactly a week exactly right
1: so, it's at least so there's not a, a problem there but the problem is the live at bats for that third catcher oh and that's a problem for the for the second catcher too i feel like getting totally what 6 7 at bats a week maybe 8 yeah yeah that's hard that's really hard
0: I'm just saying it's a lot of logistics and I don't I don't know how Tito does it but he does it and it's his thing. But now that now that we're sticking to 26 man roster, which I'm glad you clarified. I don't I don't know what the right answer is. It's funny business. It's a funny yeah. business.
1: I don't know. It is a funny business. It's strange and I want to double check that because that doesn't seem right. It seems like it should be 28 because it's been a 26 man roster all Leading season. Up. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to double I hope check it does
0: expand way. to 28 because that would that would satisfy a lot of my anxieties <laughs> for real. Um,
1: but okay, I don't know. So, so they didn't expand. I don't know. This thing that's, this is MLB saying the postseason postseason roster rules. Teams will submit a 26 man roster uh, prior to each round in the postseason. So. Okay. Come from MLB.com. Okay. So. Yeah. Well, there you have it. Baseball family. Roster.
0: That those are our thoughts and feelings. I don't. But know. are this you is, worried this about is it? Another,
1: this is another note, real quick though, is that it it was twenty five before, so they weren't right. going with the full forty man September roster into the playoffs. Okay. So they do get an extra player, so it will be easier for Tito to have that third catcher. Got it. So, and still, honestly, six is light. <laughs> it it feels light for the playoffs, yeah. even though, it, like I said, it is one extra. I'm not overly concerned about it because having 28 in September has been almost like you've got this guy, you've got to use him, you know, like Taylor Trammell was one of the guys who came up for the Mariners with roster expansions. And And I, I I want that guy to be successful so bad, but he was awful. Yeah, absolutely awful. I think he got one hit and it was a home run during like a garbage inning against the ace. Yeah. You know, So it's like, I would prefer not to have, I would like to have that guy on the base paths, but I don't want him as a pinch hitting option. (laughs) There are better, there are better pinch hitting and pinch running options in that dugout than Taylor Trammell. As much as it pains me to say that
0: tough. That's really tough.
1: Anyway, well, Well, let's go ahead and take a break. When we get back, we're going to update everybody on the current playoff picture because things are, the field set the non sports podcast is the home of sports talk for everyone every other week you can catch david and jason as they talk about all things sports from current events to classic moments and everything in between you can find the non-letter sports podcast on anchor.fm spotify apple Podcasts, stitcher podcast addict and more please don't forget to subscribe rate and review Welcome back baseball family so the only thing that matters right now is the playoffs let's be honest nobody cares about really anything else because the season is wrapping up here in a couple days and we are getting in the playoffs the end of the week and we'll yep. get to that in just a minute what we're going to do for the playoffs because it's very exciting uh, but we're going to give you a quick update on what's going on with the playoffs and uh, and then we'll let you get back to games and following scores and things like that scoreboard watching as is appropriate. Real quick, make sure you tune in on Thursday. This is going to be 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time. This is our weekly live, but this is going to be a very special live. It's going to be longer. It's going to be basically like our second full episode this week, and we're going to be doing our wonderful and fun playoff primer. For those of you who are are new to the show,
0: playoff primer.
1: It is my favorite sound that we use on this entire show. <laughs> <laughs> he waits all year. He waits all year I to do. do that. You tell him the story, Brad. Tell I him I try the story. to use it as much as possible. So our first our first year, I said that we were doing the playoff primer. And as like as we're going into break, and Brig said that that is not edited sound. The only thing that I edited no. was putting the angelic chorus <laughs> under it. I didn't add any <laughs> reverb or anything to Briggs' voice. That is him just saying playoff primer because Warbling. he was excited. <laughs> going into break. And so I was like, I told him we're going to use that for the rest of oh, forever. Man. And I, I protested. I protested. <laughs> I'm still under protest. It's fine. And for those of you watching on the YouTubes, uh, you can see the fun little graphic that we put it with as well. But, as a treat for you, our listeners we are going to be recording the big show live every Monday night as well. Yep. So we'll be going live on Thursday at 9.30 p.m. Eastern, and we're going to be talking about playoffs and everything all through the playoffs. And then the other thing we're going to be doing is all through the playoffs, we'll be going live on Monday night at 9.30 p.m. Eastern as well. So come and join us. Have fun. Talk playoff baseball. And uh, I'm probably going to have games on while we're talking. Oh, oh yeah. Because I have to.
0: For sure. Yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. That's right,
1: uh, but like I said, it'll be a regular regular show. We'll be doing our current event section, everything like that, and we'll give you, be, be giving you playoff updates uh, as they're happening, and that will yep. be live as usual Thursday and Monday, both on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Twitch. So be sure to join us for the party for that. Now playoffs. I'm Let's so i am talk about it. Oh my! So as of this moment, the field is set. seating is not necessarily set in stone yet, but the 12 teams are. So let's run down it real quick. In the American League, we've got the Astros, Yankees, Guardians are your division champions. And then you've got the Blue Jays, Mariners, and Rays. We'll get to those in just, we'll get to the Mariners in just a little bit because that's kind of a big deal. And in the National League, you've got the Dodgers, Braves and Cardinals the Dodgers and Cardinals have their divisions wrapped up and then the Mets Padres and Phillies the Phillies clinched as we were talking during the first segment good for them congratulations another long playoff drought ended so congratulations Phillies fans Detroit is up I think (laughs) Detroit and Anaheim Mm -hmm. have the current longest playoff drought now that's right Let's let's talk about this just a little bit. So let's talk about the Mariners first. The drought is over. It's over. The monkey is off the back. And it was amazing. Cal Raleigh hit a walk-off home run off the Hit It Here Cafe in right field in the bottom of the ninth against the A's. And it was one of those things, Brig, off the bat. I was just <laughs> I was doing the Carlton Fisk. Stay fair. Just waving <laughs> it. Waving <Yeah>. it Come <laughs> on. And sure enough, it was fair. And I was jumping up and down in my living room and I was like, I didn't like cry. Like I thought I was going to, I did tear up. I'll be honest with you because yeah. i was just so happy. Right. Huge moment. And it's like, man, it couldn't have happened like in a bigger moment to a better guy because Wilson and I have met Cal Raleigh and he was, su- he was really nice to Wilson. So I've been like pulling really hard for him. Awesome. Um, so that's a cool thing. You know, having a, personal experience with him like that Um, seattle went nuts people were crying and hugging strangers and i guarantee you there will be a baby boom in july yeah (laughs) yeah you're right (laughs) (laughs) i'm certain of it (laughs) so and uh tune in later this week to the seattle baseball together podcast because jewel was at the game
0: oh that's right he was
1: called me he called me he's like just listen and he held his phone out and I got to listen to the crowd going nuts. It was awesome. It's awesome. It was super cool. So tune in to that. He'll he'll tell us firsthand what the whole thing was like because that was an unreal experience. He was actually telling me earlier in the week, he's like, Man, the mariners could clinch this week. He's like, I'm gonna go on Saturday. I was like, Oh, right on. And then it got closer. He's like, they could clinch on Friday. It's like I gotta go both days. So he went both days. He went Friday and Saturday. Yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. awesome. Yeah, that's amazing. So First-hand stories coming from Jewel this week on the Seattle Baseball Together podcast. Check that out on Thursday morning is when that will be out, ready to go. Awesome! So I am so excited. That's why I'm wearing my not sexy shirt today. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> Padres, good. Brig, how do you feel about Slam Diego making the making the playoffs?
0: Um, I think the scientific term is. Uh? <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> you would,
0: honestly like with
1: everything they've dealt with this year you would think that they weren't going to at some point right? would, like
0: yeah uh, the, the one hand i'm like what and on the other hand i'm like of course and then it's been back and forth all season long and i don't know right. how to feel and that's why i summed it up scientifically
1: that was the perfect scientific explanation it's so weird because <laughs> they got soto and it's like oh man like i was even like oh, pencil yeah. man Write it in, right? You did. Like, yeah. this is this is your World Series pick, but no. No. And not even close. No, not even, no. N- nowhere near. O- only barely, actually. <laughs> yes, because they currently only have like a half a game on the Phillies as of this moment. Right. They could have a, a whole game if they win tonight. But, yeah, no. I do not believe in the Phillies, or the. not the Phillies, the Padres, like at all in the playoffs no i'm I, i'm worried for them yeah
0: but i'm excited for them all at the same time right, right. like
1: right because this I is just only don't... their second i didn't realize this is only their second playoff birth since 2006 the other yeah. one came in 2020 because they missed last year because the giants had their That's big right. year yeah they're weird <laughs> off, off on whatever we're calling it year
0: one off i don't know there you go one off yeah no i'm i'm like so i'm thrilled for san diego but I'm confused yeah. and concerned at the same time, and mm-hmm. I don't know. But, you know, this is one of those teams that they could just they could, this would be it, and they're excited, and they're going to move through everything. You never know. But if history has shown anything, that San Diego plays L.A. tough, mm-hmm. but then L.A. wins.
1: Right. Yeah. So if it comes down to it. And here, here's seating, the other thing, too, is that if if playoff Soto shows up, um that could be a that could be a big deal for the Padres. Yeah. Yeah, because playoff Soto is a, a different level. Completely He's different. Whole, he goes into a new gear. Yeah.
0: And he knows how. Even right? as a it's rookie like, he knew how. It's very obvious that mm-hmm. he is a new there's a new level for him. So it's yeah. just going to be a matter of who they play in that wild card spot. That's
1: it. Right. As of today, so as of today, because they have not clinched, they're they're not locked into the second wild card spot yet. Uh, yep. But if the playoffs did start today, they would be playing the Mets, and that is some consolation prize for getting that fifth seed. Yep. I would I would not be wanting that fifth spot if I was if I was San Diego or Philadelphia. Nope. Like I would be resting my start. If I was San Diego, I'd be resting my starters the last two days days of the season and get a couple couple losses to drop down to the six and play the cards. Yep, that's what I would want. That's a, that's brilliant because that's what I would want too. But then, not the because the, the cards <laughs> are a pushover. All <laughs> right, but it's not the Mets or the Braves. The Braves have been the best team since like June. Mm, mm, June or July? They started
0: winning in June. Yeah, but they've been the best best since July. The best like, best. Yeah, it's so like Jewel undeniable. actually said today.
1: Over the Jewel told us today. Over the last hundred games of the season that they've played, they were winning at a pace where if they had played, okay, if they had played the same pace over the last hundred games they played for an entire season, they would have won 114 games. Whoa! Yeah. Okay, that's amazing. That's a dangerous team. Oh they're yeah. And they're playing. Re- they're continuing to play really well right now. They're peaking at just the right time. That I don't want to be hyperbolic or anything, but. We could have a repeat champion break. Yep. I wouldn't be surprised if the Braves won at all. They got to go through the Dodgers. They got to go through the Astros. But I would not be surprised if it happened. Yeah. Yeah, that's... That's kind of what you're looking at right now with the National League. Like this moment, the Phillies sit in the sixth spot because they were the last team to clinch. But that could easily be the Phillies or the Padres. And then you've got the Mets and the and the Braves. Let's talk about the Mets and the Braves for just a minute, Brig.
0: Yeah, let's, because I got something I want to talk about. It's pretty awesome. Go ahead. Go ahead. So the Braves swept the Mets. Go ahead, Brig. Yeah, but in the middle of that, oh, William okay. Contreras, William Contreras decides to come up to the plate uh, to, and his walk-up song was Narco's. Yeah, against Edwin Diaz. And it was basically
1: the greatest thing of all time. <laughs> tugging on Superman's cape, for those of you not aware. That's what that was. L-
0: literally it on Superman's cape. And he sat him down with three straight pitches. <laughs> just just like, no.
1: <laughs> not in my house. I love it. It's and so it funny. was in
0: Atlanta. and It was amazing. It was literally yeah.
1: amazing. So good. But so the Braves swept the Mets. Um all the like this is the thing that's crazy to me. All the Mets had to do was win one game in that series. Like they it's one of those things where it's like you you just couldn't get swept. You just couldn't get swept. You just but then you, you got couldn't. swept. right and now the Braves are up a game and a half on them on the Mets as of tonight, as of Monday night. Yeah. Um the Mets and the Nats got postponed till Tuesday. They got rained out. Yeah. So the Mets have three games to make up a game and a half. The Braves have two left. I am so angry that the Mets met. They the haven't Mets. stop
0: it. Stop. They haven't done it yet.
1: They're in the process of doing it, though. Stop it,
0: Brad. I've been. Did on you, the see, wagon that? Wagon Did you all see that? Did you see that that
1: graphic on Facebook today? It was, I think it was yes, the, the, the baseball hexagon and the hexagon pentagon and then had the mets and it said division oh, gone. gone division gone <laughs>
0: yeah it was really funny it was really funny and yeah, you know what even if they lose the division it's okay i still think that that they're tough i mean they're just tough they I are tough that, and they have a they have a favorable road too they do and i just the don't think the buy. i'm gonna see what happens against la la if they end up without a buy. Right, because that's who they stand to play if they end up without a bye is
1: L- yes. if they, you know, if they proceed past the wild card round, obviously. But yeah, and honestly, I don't, I, I, don't feel like the Braves or the Mets will lose in the wild card round. Three games at home.
0: No, I don't think they'll lose. But, but then either one of them will end up
1: playing, L.A. the Dodgers. Yeah, yeah, and that'll be tough. That'll be really tough, tough on them. No
0: matter what doesn't.
1: Yeah, so here's here's the thing about this brig though. These last couple days of the season is that the Braves have the Marlins. They lost tonight. They lost on Monday to the Marlins, and that's why it's a game and a half lead is all going right. into Tuesday. The and the Mets have the Nats. so they both don't have a tough opponent. No, but it's a it's a matter of beating them <laughs> because these teams both want to play spoiler. Yeah, but, and they're both
0: both of the winning teams are.
1: They're got they a lot want, of pressure. There's
0: well, not only that, but they've got a lot of rest that they're not going to get.
1: That you know they probably would like to spare a guy a day, you know, and they oh they yeah, can't, they can't yeah. do it. Yep. Yeah. There, yeah. There's that, and then also more rest is at stake too. Like you talked about. That's what I'm eye. saying. Like
0: big yeah. time. Like
1: yeah. Yeah, I'm because sure, well, I'm sure that there are guys in the bullpen that they would love to rest because I'm sure that these bullpens are gassed. Like everybody's bullpen is gassed at this point. All the everybody. all the good teams, except for maybe the Dodgers because they beat everybody by a million. Yeah. But but the Mets, the Braves, their bullpens are pretty much gassed. I'm sure that they would love to save save their top dogs, but they're not going to be able to because they got they've got mm. to win. So fascinating. It's, it's, it is fascinating, and you're seeing kind of the same thing in the American League too. Um, the the Blue Jays sit on the top spot, right? Yeah. In the yeah. in the wild card. I don't think they're gonna give that up. They've all but clinched that. But it comes down to the Mariners and the Rays. Yeah, that's right. It's almost like neither team wants to play Toronto.
0: <laughs> they're both I, well, I don't blame them. <laughs> I wouldn't either. Because Toronto, <laughs> Toronto's not just talented. Toronto's talented and ornery about it. Like they, they're they they've got like a chip on their shoulder. If you look at Vlad. Vlad Guerrero Jr., I feel like is the heart and soul of that team. And when he is up, they're up. When he's down, they're down. And they've got other guys that can come in and pick him up when he's down. But when nobody rides higher than him, I feel like he is the emotional heartbeat of the team. And he is so um expressive. He's so emotional that you can see it and it translates throughout the whole dugout. So what uh, and I we watch them play a lot, right? We play them a lot. So Vlad is um he's gunning for the Yankees no matter what. Like yeah. he wants them to lose and he wants to be the one to beat them if he can. And so um I think he'll make sure that they'll do everything they can to, to at least beat the Yankees or do well, better than the, thing, the
1: Yankees. Here's the thing too, though, is that I think out of all the teams in the American League, nobody matches up better against the Astros. Than the blue jays do and i know we're getting ahead of ourselves here kind of with a little bit of a playoff preview but if it i would want the blue jays to play the astros that is the team that i yep. would want them to play yep the problem is is that the mariners at this moment have the blue jays in toronto and now the vaccine thing is not going to be an issue because that's gone, gone. thank goodness it's a big deal big deal <sighs> that's a huge deal yeah. um but Toronto is not the team. That's not the matchup I want. I I definitely want Cleveland because Cleveland. of matchups. Yeah, you'd want Cleveland straight matchups, and it's and it's nothing against Cleveland. It's no, like I said. It's, it's all about matchups. Easier. Is that um, is that the Mariners batting order we've seen? Yeah, matches up really well against Cleveland, despite the fact that the Mariners won the season series against the Blue Jays. Right. I would still rather face that pitching staff because of matchups. Yeah. So. But we do know that it's not going to be Seattle and Tampa Bay.
0: No, 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 no. Those are on opposite sides of the wild card right now.
1: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So interesting couple days coming down to the wire here. Did we miss anything? Oh, the Dodgers.
0: Yeah. The Dodgers,
1: like we said, they're really good. They beat everybody by a million. Yeah. Um, (laughs) They continue to want to win all the games despite clinching um, home field through the National League again. Likely through the World Series too, because nobody else is going to win 110 games. So they'll have home, they'll have home field for the rest of the year, and it'll be fine. um Last note here for the Dodgers: they are the first team in the National League to win 110 games since the Pirates did it in 1909, and Skippy McGee threw a floater for the for perfecto brig. Whoa! Scott, are you know, kidding me? I don't know. Oh, <laughs> I was like. What? <laughs> No, it's way. another one of those things with the bridegrooms. It just sounded old fashioned, so I threw it in there.
0: <laughs> I was like, no way. I want video evidence of this 1909 game.
1: That's awesome. Very well played. But yeah, so the Dodgers are winning all the games. They're the team to beat. Like that's what yeah. it comes down to at yep. this point. But anyway, baseball family, let us know what you think about the playoff races. Um Get it. Join us on Thursday. Have conversation with us while we're talking about it, the playoffs, while we're doing the playoff primer, and let us know what you think about who you think is going to win, the matchups you you love, the matchups you hate, everything like that, um, because we want to hear from you on uh, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. I believe you can comment on Twitch. I don't know. I'm not that familiar with it. I just know that we go there. We go you there. You can find us there.
0: Yeah. And we have one loyal follower on Twitch, and we're very excited that he's there yeah. every single time. I'm grateful. Yep. Every week. Thank you every for joining time. us, Twitch follower. That's right. <laughs> we don't know your um, name. Baseball family, if you dig what we're doing as much as we do, you can support us for less than it costs me for a bougie cup of coffee. Um, we have tiers of support at one dollar, five dollars, ten dollars, and fifteen dollars. They all come with their own little swag bags and their own little perks. Um, but each one of them comes with a bullpen cut, which is an unedited, uncut version of how we produce The Big Show every week. That would be yours for as little as a dollar a month. And it really does help us get things going, produce new ideas, run with some ideas that we have that we would really love to jump into this postseason to prepare for next season. But for those of you that don't know, we are we go strong even during the winter break. So we're here every week, no matter what year-round and you can always stay tuned because
1: we're going to be here with you Yep, for sure and don't forget to like subscribe rate and review the show give a subscribe on youtube um, we clip the episode every week into bite-sized morsels just for you because we right. know not everybody has an hour to sit down and watch it or listen to the podcast so this gives you a chance to to take it in in three to five to seven minute clips makes it a little bit easier to digest if that's what you want to do Um, so hit the subscribe button so you don't miss any of those clips when they go live but baseball family thank you again for joining us this week we will catch you thursday after the season is over